What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the Listen Whilst You Step podcast. I am coming here from Barcelona, and it looks like I am in a recording studio. Um, I'm in this co-working space, and basically they have like these weird phone booths that you go in to do calls, so you're not disrupting everybody. But on the plus side, I think the audio quality is a hell of a lot better because it's not as echoey. Uh, but I am joined today by the man, the myth, the legend, after an absolutely incredible podcast that we did uh, a few probably got probably two months ago now on okay, an insight into elite performance and Johnny was talking about what it's been like working with Bath and we said on that podcast it'd be absolutely awesome to do uh, and record one on kind of what our kind of current training is looking like and any goals we're working towards kind of for the rest of the year but then also moving into next year I su- suppose as well uh, but Johnny how are you my man and what is going on in your world hit me with an update I am very good, my man. Um, so recently got a job now full-time at Bath Rugby. Um, so beginning next season, I'm going to be the senior academy strength and conditioning coach. Um, so it's going to be pretty, pretty full-on kind of next few months, especially planning-wise and going into next season. Um, but yeah, pretty good, mate. What's been going on with you? Yeah, just obviously a hell of a lot of travel. <laughs> just a lot of travel. Um, and uh, I've, I've had quite a quite a lot of reflection time, obviously, um, flying. I always come up with really weird thoughts and different things like that when I'm when I'm traveling. I'm in the air for eight hours. Well, we were traveling for 19 hours the other day, so I had a lot of time to think, and it was quite cool. So I'm sure we'll kind of get into it. But one of the biggest takeaways for me is I've just realized that um, one of the biggest things that I love doing is I love building and creating. Uh, me and Johnny were just talking before the podcast. I had some time to just kind of brainstorm out a few things. Uh, and I realized what gets me excited and what I enjoy the most is like building and creating different things that are super useful for our clients to be able to use. And I just hadn't been doing that. So I was wondering why that I was just kind of felt I wasn't necessarily, I wouldn't say I wasn't happy, but I wasn't enjoying the process as much as everything because I ultimately wasn't doing necessarily quite the things that I was enjoying as much. But now I feel in a pretty good headspace, apart from having a little bit of a cold and sounding like I'm holding my nose uh, throughout this. But what are you most excited for for this job then? Hmm, what am I most excited for? I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> I think to be honest, it's just working with a bunch of young developing boys and watching them go from kind of starting at base and starting from scratch and really building them towards something special. Um, I know one of the big things this year, the things that have really brought me the most fulfillment is watching one of the, or two of the boys now go from kind of starting in the academy. And this week they got selected for England and just seeing how happy, how happy they are, how grateful they are, and kind of seeing their journey. That's kind of what I'm most excited for, is kind of watching this journey of all these kind of boys growing up from boys into men and kind of seeing where they can go in their rugby career. Yeah, absolutely love that. It's amazing when you start doing something for everyone says, like, I know there's a there's there's a selfish side to everything, selfless. But if you want to have something that kind of is always going to wake you up to motivate you to turn up when you, even when you don't want to, it is doing something for some someone else um, and being able to kind of turn up as your best self to be able to give those people the opportunity to go and explore their full potential must be uh, pretty incredible. So uh, what are you most nervous about for it then? Nervous about? It's just, obviously I've been in this environment now for a year 
Um, but there is a lot of change next year. A lot of just, again, like anyone, it's like anything. When you go into a new environment, it's a lot of new people and that's exciting, but it's also quite scary. And it all, always also feels like you've got to prove yourself again. Um, which I think, again, like I said, that's probably what I'm more nervous for. Like the boys are pretty much the same. The systems are all the same. It's just the people coming in um, and how that's going to change the environment. But like I said, it's exciting, but also a bit nerve wracking at the same time. How, how do you deal with um, almost that external, like I suppose it's external pressure or is it internal pressure? How, how do you manage your expectations on that? I always like for me is just keeping expectations low. Um, I always feel like if you kind of set them too high, most of the time they always under deliver. So if you kind of set the expectations low, you're always going to be happy because you're always going to overachieve, um, which is kind of nice for me. Um, again, it's not necessarily setting them so low that you're doing nothing, um, but it's just something setting it where you know it's achievable and know that you can achieve it within yourself and it's realistic i think is the most important thing um from that 100 yeah i think i've I've come to this massive realization recently is I, i'm really bad for putting too much expectation on myself especially when it's like uh i would say your happiness or your fulfillment whatever you want to call it is a ratio between your expectation and your reality okay it's kind of what you said to there like for me, one of the biggest and the hardest things is like, particularly when I've traveled and I've done this so many times in the past is I've been like, right, I've had a couple of days off work. So I've been traveling. I'm going to get in literally first day. I'm going to knuckle down and have a super productive week. But realistically, I've chained time zones. I've been traveling for 24 hours. I haven't slept. Um, I've probably eaten shit food in the airport. Let's be realistic. Okay. Um, I, reality is I'm probably not going to be productive because I haven't slept on all these different variables, but then because I expect so much from myself, I get pissed off of myself and then it can sometimes be this downward spiral. So I've spoken to a lot of our clients about this recently as well, about just about managing your expectations based on kind of where you're at, your reality and what is going on under the circumstances. We have one of our clients, um, husband's ill daughter's ill um supposed to be going on holiday got cancelled a lot of business stuff going on as well like she's stressed out but she was putting so much expectation on herself to go and achieve xyz zzz or whatever it might be and then when that didn't happen she'd get pissed off of herself and i'm like hey look you've actually still managed to get this in reality is i think that's actually a massive win bearing in mind everything that you've got going on because of your circumstances and your environment so i think if people were to take something away from this it's just really a case of looking at What's actually going on in your life right now? Are you stressed out? Have you got a lot going on? Um, are you feeling like you're tired? Are you ill? Whatever it is. And then just manage your expectations according to that. Otherwise, you were just going to be setting yourself up to fail. And then I know for a lot of people, when you fail once, that can cause a massive downward spiral where you then just start to self-sabotage. Whereas if you manage your expectations, you go, okay, look, this is the minimum that I'm going to do. And that's absolutely fine. If I get anything else in, hey, that's icing on top of the cake. But I know once I start to feel better, that calms down, I'll then double down. But it's about learning to that push and pull and manage your expectations rather than saying kind of yes and no. Uh, but let's kind of pivot into uh, just talking a bit about kind of both of our trainings and things like that and some of the goals we've got kind of moving into um, the rest of the year. Let's just give people a bit of an overview of kind of where you're at with your training and kind of what's going on at the moment. Yeah, so as probably most people know for me, uh, my training is more segued into obviously more strength-based 
Um, so for me, that's powerlifting. Um, it's what I enjoy. It's what I love doing. Um, and for me, it's going to be targeting. I have my own coach, um, which is as all as we say to every client, it's a really good idea to get your own coach, um, so that then you can bounce ideas off them, chat to them, find out what they think, um, and have a plan, set plan from them as as to where you're going. Um, and we sat down, had a little chat to him, and for for him and for me, we felt like. We want to build to a competition uh, towards the end of the year, so November, December time. Um, within that as well, he also wants just to push my weight up a little bit more. Um, I made the foolish attempt of trying to chase two rabbits at the same time, of trying to chase strength and trying to diet. And what you actually find is you don't catch either rabbit. Um, so for me, it's now just building up in strength, making sure that my weight is building nicely up to a slightly heavier weight category um, and just optimize performance kind of uh, with where we go in that powerlifting. Um, what about you though? Because obviously I know your training has yeah. definitely segued differently. You used to do a little bit of powerlifting and I know for you now, you've gone into slightly different areas. I've done, I've done everything. <laughs> I've literally done everything. Um, I think my, my, mine right now is obviously I did a powerlifting comp and things like that. And I think there was definitely lots I learned from it, which is incredible. Um, definitely got pushed too hard out the back of it and caused some injuries and different things like that. But that, that's a, that's a whole different podcast in itself. Um, but I've realized that I, one of the biggest things for me is I love feeling like an athlete. I love feeling fit. I love feeling strong. I love feeling agile. I love feeling fast, like having that kind of whole rounded approach. And this sounds really, really sadistic. And I've spoke about this before. I want to find my breaking point. Like I want to be on the side of a road crying, like shivering or something like that. Cause I'm in shock. Like I, I want to find breaking point. And that's that. Some people are going to listen to this and go, I completely get that. Some people are going to listen to that and think you're a fucking weirdo. And I don't care. Yes, I am a weirdo and I'll embrace it. So mine's kind of now pivoted into a bit more of a hybrid approach. I've also realized like for me, like competition, dates, challenges and things like that is really, really important from accountability. It gets me excited for training. I like competing. I love, you know, that, um, you know, like pre-rugby match, you get that little butterflies in, the butterflies in the tummy. Like I miss that. And doing the marathon was probably the first time I had that bar when I've done some public speaking and things like that. Um, so I'm now like, I chase that feeling if I'm really, really honest, but I now like the, the thought process of like, Hey, look, I'm never more, I'm always ready. I'm never more than eight to 12 weeks away from, hey, I'm going to run a marathon. Hey, I'm going to squat 227. Hey, I'm going to do a foot sub 20 minute 5K. Hey, I'm going to do the, all these crazy challenges. I'm going to do an ultra marathon. I'm going to do an Ironman, whatever it might be. Um, I like the thought process of like, you can do anything if you put your mind to it and you've got the right people around you and you're willing to do the work. And I genuinely believe that. And that's one of the reasons that I like aesthetic strength was born. It was to help people unleash their kind of inner potential and see what they're capable of. So my training now is really a mix of everything. So I was chasing the five and 500, um, sub five minute mile and a 500 pound squat. Squat was there. We actually hit 500 pounds for a set of four. Sub five minute mile just wasn't realistic. And it turned out, I, I, this took a, a massive thing for me actually, was to kind of realize that I just wasn't really enjoying the sprint work to actually kind of take a step back. And it was also just fatiguing me so much doing top end intensity in terms of like top end strength and then top end intensity like sprint work and pushing both in 40 plus degrees and trying to run a business it just wasn't realistic and it was starting to take away from 
my relationships, probably just my energy and everything like that to actually be able to take a step back and go, hey, look, this probably isn't the right thing to be doing right now. And now I'm just kind of segue into like, still doing some top end strength, but then also just starting to build endurance because we're going to be doing an Ironman some point next year, probably March time. That was a very long winded and a marathon. Yeah, we've got a marathon in August. Completely forgot about that. Thing is, Anna's getting quick. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll just be able to, I'll just be able to breeze it and just run it with her. Now I'm like, I might actually have to do some training for this now. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, not not a bad thing at all. Not a bad thing at all. So um I, I think it'd be I think it's interesting because obviously we both got we both have our own coaches. I know this is a little bit of a tangent. Um how how different have you found it? Obviously, we've both coached ourselves for so, so long as well. Like we we had coaches through the our SNC stuff when we were kids. We had coaches through rugby when we were a little bit older. We then coached ourselves for ages. Um, now having a coach, what would you say has been the most uh, beneficial thing of that? I think for me is not getting in my own head. Obviously, we have clients at AS. I also have my boys in the academy and then it's that extra stress for me of then trying to run and do my own programming and i know massively for me i am a perfectionist and so i will always be trying to tweak and think about things and almost overanalyzing and what a coach has allowed me to do is just reduce that thinking reduce that stress and go what do you think's best and he can give me a short, concise, easily digestible answer that doesn't involve any thinking on my part. It just takes the thinking out of it. And nine times out of 10 or even 10 out of 10 times, it is the right thing to do. Um, so for me, I've definitely learned that just having someone else just to clarify your thinking just takes that stress away. What about you? Yeah, I think that, uh, it's obviously very, very similar to that. And I think just touching on that, there's so many golden takeaways is like, you're busy, you're doing what you're doing, like looking after your clients. Um, I think a coach has an amazing ability to see your blind spots because you won't look at your blind spots or you'll always play to your strengths or something like that. You won't go like, I hate bench press. I'm not going to program myself bench four times a week because I don't want to fucking do it. But a coach will even if I don't like it, because you can go, if you want to achieve this goal, this is what you're going to have to fucking do. Okay. So it has an ability to kind of take the thinking out of it and go, Hey, look, this is going to be the most effective way to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Okay. Now, if you really don't like that, let's work out a way where we can find a happy medium. And it just takes that objective thinking out of it and allows you to accelerate a lot quicker and not get stuck in your own head and just kind of spin your own wheels. I think um, even on that, like the little detail there of when, for instance, for me, I know before, if like, for instance, that bench press thing of like, I'd never shy away from doing more, but I'd be so het up on it's not working. It must be wrong. I have to change it instead of actually having someone just to be like, trust the process, give it time. Like I know it's messages I will happily say to other clients and the boys that when it's like on yourself, you do need that person to go, hang on a minute, like trust the process, trust what we're doing look back in another three, four, five months, even a year's time, and then let's make a good decision about what we've done. 100%. Can't rush success in, a, in, any, in any era. That's like, that's like trying to look at, look at a baby. This is, I don't know why this analogy came into my head. It's like looking at a baby and going, I tried walking once. I'm going to change my approach. 
it's like it takes a year whatever it takes for a, a kid to learn to walk like it takes time and you have to actually give it a full shot before you start to tweak and change and adapt um for me i think the most beneficial um thing of having a coach outside of i suppose it comes into account- accountability is number one someone else will always hold you to higher standards than you hold yourself Okay, even if you are someone who will hold yourself to crazy high standards, and I like to believe that we both do, um, it's someone to then stretch that. Because we all have a perceived limitation. Okay, the role of a coach in my eyes is to broaden that horizon, but also then know when to pull you back and slow you down. So I think for me, the biggest thing has just been the accountability of like being told when to push, being told when to pull. So like I had a call with my coach, Joe, yesterday, and this was actually some more personal stuff and things. It was like, hey, look, your best thing to do right now is probably actually to think about maintaining things from a professional perspective and a personal perspective and not think about pushing, growing, 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 growing. Is that actually sometimes you do have to slow down to speed up. You have to slow down to go further. You have to slow down, smell the roses. You have to, you have to stabilize before you can then maximize. So for me, the biggest thing is having someone to actually call my shit and then just say, hey, Simon, you're not a robot. Because sometimes I think I'm just like a robot and Superman. I can just go, go, go. And then I end up like getting a cold and getting ill or something. So I suppose it's someone to help me manage my own expectations on myself. And I think it's important also to recognize that, as you said there, it's not about always getting bigger, growing, doing more. It's about actually doing what you've got with better quality. And that applies, I think, in life and in training. Like, if the quality of work's rubbish, you just, if you add more volume or more work to it, it doesn't make it any better. No, it just um, makes it more shit. <laughs> exactly. So it's that thing of looking after the quality first and getting that in a good place, and then you can grow. And that applies to training, it applies to life, it applies to mindset, whatever it is, you can always focus on the quality first before then trying to grow from there. Yeah, for sure. 100%. So obviously, you're now you're working towards this comp towards the back end of the year. Um, have you got any goals in mind for it in terms of numbers that you want to hit? Do you want to first, first of all, we do that. Do you want to just give anyone kind of listening a little bit of clarity in terms of what a powerlifting competition uh, or called a powerlifting meet actually looks like? So I know there'll be some people who do, some people who don't. Um, so it's quite simple. It's basically just three movements. So you have a squat, a bench press, and a deadlift and basically you have three lifts at each three lifts on a squat three lifts on a bench press three lifts on a deadlift and the aim is to lift as much weight as possible um, and then within those lifts you have various rules which you have to keep to um, for example squat the biggest one is you need to hit depth um, of having your um, hip lower than kind of your knee um, bench press is a pause. Um, so again, it's a, it's a command. You'll be told when the bar's still to press up. And then a deadlift is quite simple. Just lock it up, stand up straight and lock it out. <laughs> um, so it's just three very simple lifts with a couple of rules chucked in. Try and lift as much as possible um, is the aim of the game. Yeah, I love it. Just brute, brute strength. I know it was, a, it's definitely an amazing, it was an incredible experience when I did my one, obviously, my God, that's a while ago now, Jonathan. Jesus Christ. It was. And it, as you said, it was an incredible bunch of people coming in. Um, and for a sport that you think is just so individualized, the atmosphere and the encouragement you got from other people was amazing. 
Um, and I think I like I like it because it's so quantifiable. It, yeah. it, it's no guessing. Did he do better than me or whatever? It's literally what's on the bars on the bar. You lift it or you don't. And it's just a case of for me, it just makes it easier to have like a winner or loss from that. Yeah, it's great. It's very black or white. 100 kilos is 100 kilos. 100 kilos ain't going to change. No, okay. exactly. Unless we're going to the moon and doing a powerlifting meet, then <laughs> gravity could be a motherfucker. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I love that. And I think it'll be an amazing experience. I think one of the reasons that it is such an amazing experience and there is such that individual sport, but you've got the kind of team camaraderie support from everybody is that there's this date in place that your average kind of probably like meet prep or like peaking phase for it is probably 12, 16 weeks. But it's the also years of work that have probably gone in before that. But everyone understands the work that's gone in to get there. So I think there is just a mutual level of respect and everybody comes in on a, hey, fair fucks, you've done the work to be here. So it is a very respectful and it's a very, um, yeah, it's just a really, really cool environment. So um, it's funny. I think, I think that's really what I also like about it touch on that again sorry yeah um i just love how it's a different bunch of people coming together so there's not one person that's the same there's so many different jobs and backgrounds and different interests in that room it just makes for a great environment where you're probably going to find someone that has something that you love or that you enjoy and like i said it's not uh, one size fits all it's just a multitude of people. Yeah, 100%. Anybody can pick up a barbell. I remember we did it and there was literally like a lady who was like nearly 70 lifting and everyone was going nuts for it. And then there was a, there was like a lady who was 70 squatting like 50 kilos, which is ridiculously, 50, 60, 70 kilos, which is like ridiculously impressive. And there was some guy in there squatting like 350 kilos and everyone was like equally respectable for both. We're like, fair play. Everyone's here. They've done the work. Um, so what, 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 I think this would be quite a cool like tangent. When me and Johnny were younger, we had these magical numbers in our head. Okay. Um, we got this, but it got spoken to us a, a long time ago about hitting a, a 150 bench press, a 200 kilo squat and a 250 deadlift, wasn't it? Those were, those were the kind of magical numbers. And Johnny will probably kill me for saying this to the point where Johnny was like, Hey, do you know what? When I hit them, I'm going to get a tattoo with those numbers are written on me. And I remember you saying that to me. Um, so just to put that in context, you've now, have you hit all three? Have you hit the bench press? Yeah, I hit all three. He's hit all three. I Ooh, still have changed though. Yeah. Yeah, I, have, I haven't hit all three because I, I bench press like a little girl. Um, but squat and deadlift have ticked off. Um, so there was those numbers there, but like now moving into this meet, what, what are the kind of numbers that you're going to be wanting to work towards? I know this is going to be a big one for you putting them um... So I think a big one on that is just for other people is, I remember when I was younger, I always used to compare myself to other people. Mm. And now as I've got older, I don't, I think comparison is the thief of joy. 100%. Where if I'm trying to copy someone else or be someone else, like I, I'm never going to be happy. Whereas if I 
can put some numbers on for me, which I think are realistic. I think that that's going to bring me more happiness and pride um, if it's targets that I want rather than just basing it set on someone else. Um, so right. for me, do you want to give a bit, want to give a little bit of context there as well before you kind of go into some of the numbers that you hit in terms of like how many years have you been training? Like, let's say like we've we've been training probably like what 13, 13 years now. Yeah, I think we around. were around started secondary school, so I think we would have been around year eight. Yeah, around around 12, 12, 13. Yeah, 12, 12, um, 12, 13. and we think we've probably trained. Two, 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 anywhere between two and six times a week, pretty much for 13 years. Yeah, I think even originally went in, it was like there's two sessions with an optional session on a Saturday, and the optional session was not, not optional for me. It yeah. was, uh, I, I want to get in and do it. Um, so, yeah, about 13, 13 years of training, like I said, um, to at least kind of took twice, most of the time, three times. I've been as high as five, six times a week. Um, and it's one of those where you do quickly find what works best for you. And that doesn't necessarily mean what works best for someone else. Someone else might be able to handle six times a week. Someone else might only need to train twice a week. Like I said, you've got to do what's best for you and what makes you happy. Because um, at the end of the day, if, if you don't like spending four or five hours in the gym a week, don't do it. Don't spend that long in the gym. Like, if you love the gym, but don't want to spend that that long in there, that's fine. Like, you don't have to. Um, so, I think it was just kind of finding what worked well for me um, as well. With that as well, it was definitely more towards strength and conditioning to start with. We were doing the gym alongside of our rugby, so the gym was meant to aid our rugby performance. Um, and basically, for me. It got to the point when I finished university of stop playing rugby. I needed something to fill the void. Always was passionate, always wanted to be an SNC coach. That was always my long-term plan for after I finished rugby. Um, so the fact that stopped and I was doing my SNC, it was just an easy segue of going in, hmm, what's what's the S stand for in SNC? It's strength. Okay, what strength-based sports are there? And obviously, kind of, you have a look around and when Instagram and stuff was starting, you'd always see these videos of these crazy big guys lifting these massive weights. And for me, it was one of those of, oh, like, what are they doing? Like, uh, oh, they're doing powerlifting. And then it just grew from there kind of thing. Um, and segue, once I finished rugby, went, right, I'm going to fully commit to this for the next 10 years. Let's kind of see where it goes. I'm going to fully commit myself to being the best powerlifter I can be. And it's something I enjoy. And it's something I've stuck to ever since. A um, couple of different coaches along the way. But I think now I've found the coach that I really connect well with and who suits kind of my personality and my beliefs a lot more. Um, Meat-wise, as I said, we've kind of talked about it, but setting that goal for later in the year just to kind of give me a better training base behind behind myself with this coach also helped to go up a little bit of weight. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, after I got back from Dubai with you, I tried to do some 1RMs um, at about 80, 
four kilos, 84 to 85 kilos. Um, and what I found was just losing weight had meant I lost strength. Um, so I missed, I, I, I managed to hit a 240 squat that missed a 250. Bench press went down massively. Um, so we went down from about 150 all the way down to, uh, I think I managed one through five. Um, again, I'd hit one through five, missed 140. So again, if you, if you lose weight, your upper body takes an absolute hammering. And then deadlift, again, I, I did 280, missed 290. Um, and to be honest with all of those, just went down purely because I was trying to chase two rabbits. Uh, and so that's a good learning lesson, I think, for people. Uh, my targets for this meet, we're hoping to hit a 260 back squat, a 155 bench, and a 300 deadlift. I think we'll be quite big. I'm, I'm pretty certain they're very realistic and very achievable targets. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if I achieve more than that when the adrenaline comes and the weight comes and the training comes. Yeah. I think they're very realistic targets. Probably peaked and then also probably nearly 10 kilos heavier. Yeah, exactly. So again, I, I'm not stressing too much. I think they're very realistic, very good targets to have, but we will wait and see when we get there. Exactly what I've got. We'll have to, we'll have to lock in a post meet recap podcast. Yeah, yeah we'll get that locked in and kind of review and kind of share people or give people an experience of kind of what happened to me and what it's like. Um, as I said, I think it'd be, it's a great place for people just to connect. Um, even if you're not the strongest in the room, it doesn't matter about how strong you are. It just matters about coming together and working towards something special for yourself, whatever that number is. hundred percent. I think, um, there's something so incredible about giving yourself a time bound goal as well. It's like, Hey, I'm going to go all in for this date, this event, this is happening. That's what I'm working towards. If you're looking for some form of accountability, there is nothing better than having something like that, where you have to turn up uh, in a competition where there is other people uh, and different things like that. Cause I know like when we did the photo shoots, when I did the powerlifting meet, when I did the marathon, there's nothing more like, Oh, I can't be asked where I'm fuck. I've got six weeks until I've got to run a marathon. Oh, right. Shit, I want to cheat on my diet. Shit, I've literally got two weeks until we do this photo shoot. Come on, you can do it. Pull through. About having that kind of time-bound goal and things like that, I think from an accountability perspective, I think it's absolutely incredible. I'm, I do, we get quite a few clients who are like, oh, I'm not sure about it. I'm like, hey, just sign up and we'll figure out the rest later. Uh, I, lo I love the phrase forced evolution. Like, our first... Obviously, you didn't quite get into the power of me, which is a whole nother podcast in itself again, um, which was an absolute disaster. But like, we kind of already committed to that and we kind of just worked the training back the backwards from it, didn't we? Like, we're going to do a power lift and meet, we'll just figure it out as we go. Uh, I think that's incredible. Like, for people who are just starting, don't think that you have to do 12 years of training, 13 years of training, five years, two years of training. Just even if you're just getting into things, I think there's something super powerful going, hey, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to run a half marathon. Fuck it. I'm going to do a power lift to meet set a time in place, just enter one and figure it out. Okay. You might hate it and that's absolutely fine. But you're one step closer to finding something you do enjoy and you learn a hell of a lot, learn a hell of a lot along the journey as well. I think the learning is the big thing of learning and finding out if you don't try something, you don't know whether you love it or you hate it. And so that learning aspect of just going out and trying things and that even like comes 
like full circle of what we said at the start of the conversation of, look, it's very exciting, but it's also very nervous at the same time. Um, and everyone's got those same feelings. So it's one of those of don't feel like you're alone there. Everyone has it when they start something new or meet new people. Yeah, 100%. It's that uh, Kieran always talks about uh, fear and excitement are technically the same thing. Like if you want a roller coaster, if you love roller coasters, okay, and you have to take a blood analysis, like chemically, your blood would be exactly the same when you're going around a loop, loop the loop, and you're like, yes, 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 let's go. To when you were going down a roller coaster, you saw the trap broke in front of you, you thought you were going to die. Chemically, your blood would be exactly the same thing. So, this scary fear thing that your people are looking at, you want to try and rewire it and think, hey, look, how can I interpret this different and actually see it as something exciting? Okay. You can't change your emotions or change your feelings sometimes, but you can change your relationship to them. So like for me, when I get uh, almost like a little bit anxious when there's a loaded new group of people or something like that, I'm like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to get out of my comfort zone and meet some new people rather than what the fuck is everyone thinking? Everyone's probably going to think I'm a weirdo. It's your perception of the situation. That's what you can change. Yeah, um, exactly. exactly. Very interesting. Oh, mate, I've gone down a rabbit hole recently about perception and reality. Like it's, <laughs> I'm not, I, was, I'm there, I was there walking the other day. I was like, to Anna, I was like, do you not think it's really weird that like we all have these two like balls in our, in a, in our head and uh, what we see, but then like how everybody sees something is different. So what actually is reality? And I'm like, this is this is this is where my head goes. Like I, I I can sometimes I can be a very loud person, but I can also just be very quiet and I can sit there and daydream. And people are like, you're right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. They're like, you don't seem. I'm like, this is where my head wanders to. <laughs> people, I speak about them. And people are like, what the fuck? Or I just start asking Johnny really random questions, and they're like, oh god, here we go with the questions again. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, the question mark. Um, in terms, let's, I'll, I'll touch on my goals very, very quickly. I want to wrap this up because so I don't want to keep it too, too long. Um, for the first time in my life, I don't really have a massive, obviously I'm running the marathon. I've got the photo shoot coming up in the next six weeks. Um, again, I'm not thinking about getting crazy, crazy shredded for anything like that. It's just tidy up. It's just go into it in a good position. The, that photo shoot that day is more about our clients that are doing it, being there, helping them, supporting them, showing them how incredibly well they've done. Uh, we've got a few clients in there mixture of abilities which is absolutely incredible we've got the likes of mr shredded santa himself where his second shoot that you've done with us he's been with us for probably getting on towards two and a half years now we've got a few new clients like jason who hasn't been with us for that long probably only 12 weeks or so we've got a few clients who have lost like 25 30 kilos like it's going to be absolutely incredible we've got guys females that day is about them like yes i want to get in good shape for it but i'm not worried about getting absolutely shredded after that we've got the marathon but again i'm not going to run it in any pb times or anything like that and then after that, like, I don't actually have a date in place for any goals or things like that. So the first time in my life, my training is for enjoyment. It is for energy. It is to try and inspire other people through what I'm doing. And it's basically just to create a foundation across the board between strength training, some bodybuilding movements, um, some endurance work, both swimming, biking, and running. Then also just some kind of skill acquisition in terms of like getting better at coming off the bike and then running a couple of kilometers. Cause when I do a vine man one day, that's what I'm going to have to do. So it does feel a little bit weird. I know obviously we're supposed to talk about my goals and things like that, but for the first time in my life and probably, probably ever, I think really, I, cause we, when we were younger, it was always, I have this rugby match. I have this tennis tournament or something like that. 
Mm. I don't actually have a tangible thing in place outside of the next, we're going to run a squat, actually, we're going to hit a squat PB in the next four weeks. Uh, we're peaking for that right now. I forgot about that. But yeah, we'll hit that. And then photo shoot, which is kind of like a, it's a goal, but it's not like a, a big, big thing. And then we've got the marathon, which is not really a big, big thing. So I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see how I feel just training for those reasons, just really focusing on turning up, enjoying the process and just building foundations. But I know how much it will massively, massively benefit me. I think enjoyment is the biggest thing. Like, I wouldn't be doing this. You wouldn't do anything if you didn't enjoy it. And if you want to do anything long-term, you need to love and have a passion and have a drive for what you want to do. Otherwise, on those really shit days when you're not motivated, you're not going to do it. Fuck, fuck motivation. Exactly, discipline. You know, I say fuck discipline. I think discipline comes and goes. So what I say? It's different again. It's just different, different things, different people for me. I'm like, I'm not motivated to do it, but I have the discipline to know that it's good for me and that I'm going to thank myself later yeah. for when I finished it. And what, what, what do you think causes discipline? I think work ethic, having a passion for what you love. Yeah. I think, I think pa that, pa uh, pa Passion, passion and inspiration. If you're inspired by something, I think that creates discipline, which then creates the illusion of motivation. Because like I'm I'm inspired to help people reach their full potential through their physique journey, their transformation. That's why I don't have to motivate myself to wake up and do touch base with clients, do their programs, do these things. I don't even have to think about it. It's just something you do because you're inspired by the outcome. A mum doesn't have to motivate herself to look after a kid because she's inspired to help help the kid and things like that like yeah and if it's your mum or not <laughs> i leave casa j alone casa j is a legend um <laughs> maybe maybe now um i think uh yeah i think if you can find something that inspires you like what like for me right now what inspires me is that it's one of the biggest things is inspiring other people through what I'm doing with my own training and things like that. Like I love training. I will always train. Even if I was in a fucking wheelchair, I'd still be curling. Don't worry. Okay. Um, like it ins I am inspired by helping people through my own training. So that's one of the biggest things that helps me turn up when I don't want to, like I'm going to have to today because I feel ill and I've got a brick session to do. So I've got a 15 K bike into a 5 K run, which would be great fun because it's also raining here. Oh, good. There's, there's, there's EV bikes. EV bikes. I said to Joe, I was like, am I allowed to do on the EV bike? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, dude, what have you got on plan for uh, on the plan for the rest of the day? Plan well, for the rest of the day is we've got a couple couple more clients' calls. Um, we've got a big meeting at Bath about something. So we're in the dark there. So that's a big meeting as well. And then it's just the case of chilling out, taking some time, downtime for myself before then really kicking it up for the rest of this week um, and into the weekend. What about you, my friend? A uh, couple more calls. And then I've got this brick workout to do. And then I am actually going to go and do sweet fuck all because I'm actually going to try and recover from this illness um, to make sure that I can wake up tomorrow and feel a little bit better, which is rare for me because I'm actually going to take some chill, which is a, a strange one. Um, 
Yeah, be good, dude. Give me one. I've never done this before. Give me one motivational quote to leave everybody with. Ooh, one motivational quote. Uh, I think we have to go back to what I said. Comparison is the thief of joy. Boom. So stay present, focus on your own journey. Guys, uh, one, Johnny, massive, massive thank you for that, dude. It was absolutely epic. And I know you will smash the meet and continue to uh, absolutely level up and inspire other people with your journey. Um, guys, if you like the podcast, please uh, share it to your social media and tag myself, Simon Johnson Fitness and Johnny, Johnny Glenn Denning Fitness. And uh, if you are interested in working with us on a one-to-one basis to reach your full potential through your own transformation journey, just drop me, me or Johnny a DM on Instagram saying I'm in or just hit the link in the show notes below. Have a good one. See you later.